www.stagger... Oh, no. That's, that's just not right. It, it just feels wrong. I feel, I feel sullied. Hang on a moment. www.staggeringstories.net, podcast series one, number 14. There. That's better. The Staggering Stories podcast series issue one. fourteen. <gasps> what the hell are you doing back? I, I escaped. Um, okay, uh, if, you're, if you're wondering, that's Alistair Locke. Hi. Um, <laughs> look, I, uh, what part of danger do not enter? Danger of death? Do you not understand? Well, I, I'd been to the doctor that week about um, I, I, to get some pills because my um, my um, overactive danger gland was slightly swollen, you see. <laughs> and, and so I was a bit heady. And, and I saw the doorknob and I just couldn't resist. Okay. So in I went. Right. The light wasn't on, of oh course, like it isn't in all kinds of uh, American cellars. And I tripped to the bottom, hit my head on, on, a, on a yak that had been left there by, a, I don't know, a janitor. Uh, and uh, four weeks later, I, I woke up and uh, discovered that I hadn't paid the electricity. It had been cut off. Interesting. You do realise you can now contact Claims Direct. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the phone had been cut off as well, and I couldn't see it in the dark. Ah. Uh, you let off this time. I got sir. lucky this time. Yeah. Anyway, hello, I'm Tony. Hi, I'm Adam. Hi, I'm Sleepy. <laughs> and other dwarves we have. <laughs> and I'm Crumbly. <laughs> right. Crumbly, I don't remember that one. <laughs> Crumbly. What was, he, what was Crumbly's special, special... Oh, laying on jeeps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, so it's, uh, what, number 14? Yeah. 13, 14. 13 plus 1. Four, yes, that, that one. <laughs> um, we're going to try and make this one short and punchy and full of life. Because yeah. the last one was about an hour and a half long and... Mm-hmm. I fell asleep editing it. I don't know about people listening to it. I died halfway through it. Need <laughs> to smell. Yes. Alistair's dying now, but it's not. <laughs> so, um, well, news. 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 First of all, we've got to give a big plug. A what's a plug? <laughs> a big plug. Are you, are you, we've what, just seen what sort Zygon. Of plug? Oh, we you haven't. Yes, you haven't. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Zygon. It's um the. Soon to be latest release from BB Video. On BBV. BBV. I need uh, to finish it by Monday. Uh, no. <laughs> there was well, lots of like, in it. Sing the end thing. We can la 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 la. Just a friendly wavy small. What we can say is it's damn fine. Mm. There was lots of bonking in it. There was that. There was bonking. And there was a knob. That was me. Several hashtags. Put it away. It's very good. Yeah. Basically, just go out and, and, and buy it and watch it because it's not what you're expecting. Mm. No. How do you buy it? I'm not up on how to. Get I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know whether they. So still, you don't I mean, know. So, well, I, I just do the work. Um, Speciality stores like Galaxy Ten. Yes. Mm. Or Ten and, and whatever. Food shop. I didn't say very mega stores. Um, <laughs> Disney store. Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. Stuff like that. And, yeah. and, and I'm sure from the website as well. DWM yeah. and I would have thought so. Yes. SFX. But seriously, oh, it's well worth it. It's a wonderful study on identity. Mm. Um, and also power. Yeah. So go for it. 
it's yeah it's what you could do if you were anyone yeah. i am no Everyone. no i'm not anyone i'm no one <clears throat> A no one. I'm a complete and utter no one. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, folks, what, what DVDs have you been watching recently? Rome, season two. Any good? Very good. Ooh, he gets killed at the end. Yes, Lucius Verinus gets killed, unfortunately. Yes, it's, it's very, very sad. Adam, uh, I saw a bit of Dark Angel. Any good? Uh, Jessica Alba thing. Uh, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Alistair. Zygon, a lot. Oh, I, yeah, I've been, well, this last week I've been sort of staying up till sort of 12, 1, half past 1, trying to get the music finished, because yeah. it's really got to be done. Have you watched <clears throat> anything? I watched the first and second series of Grange Hill. Grange Hill? Grange Hill. <laughs> I feel a music cue coming on. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I do. I recently caught up with Life on Mars on Catch Up. Ah, ah yes, Life on Mars. No, we better. Uh, superb. Uh, yes, we're yeah, recording this on the second of February. No. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's the second in my diary. Yes, it's the second uh, of February. Still second of February. Um, and Life on Mars. I say to the real Keith, I didn't forget. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is just no in case you forgot. She's just say. reading from a piece Remember of paper what? I handed her. Our anniversary. All right. I didn't forget it. Sorry, you and Crumbly have an anniversary. We do. We do. <laughs> um, I've been watching the Beneath the Surface box set, Doctor Who box set. <gasps> Warriors, Warriors on the cheek. Warriors on the cheek. Yeah. I've not have avoided that. Pantomime horse. Um, oh, what is Beneath the Surface? It's it's uh, basically Doctor and the Silurians, yeah. the Sea Devils, yeah. and Warriors of the Deep. Is that what the one with Harrison Ford? No. no. That's what lies beneath. Sorry. Yes. 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 That's very good. Mm. What, sea Devils. The it's got that really groovy music in it. Listen, uh, I'm going to say this on record on this thing. I've said it already <clears> once this evening. The cliffhanger to episode three of the Sea Devils is one of the best in Doctor Who history. What one was that? Basically, they're running away from the Master and Trenchard and the Master. Oh, don't give it away. But it's 30 years old, damn it. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> cliffhanger shouldn't give away. It's just the other bit. Oh, dear God. Um, Someone's hanging on his device and the radiophonic starts. And then the music kicks in, matching it quite well. They're running along and the Citroen Diane comes on. I've touched the microphone. Oh, my God. Do they say that? They do. In the edited version. All the music and the radiophonic sound effects just build up together and then the Doctor Who thing scream kicks in and it's absolutely superb. But why is that a cliffhanger? What's frightening about Because a, one single sea devil comes out of the sea. Uh, yeah, the string vest. Mm. Yes, yeah. string vest. It's unfortunately, string vest. And it's a horrifying sight. Nineteen eighty CD weapon. Things you used to play air, air hockey with. Oh yeah. Yeah, I always used to get those things. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I always used to get yeah. my knuckles whacked on those things. Yes, mm. mm. I did. The little puck. That's it. Me. Oh dear This for a lark. But uh, we're going to have to have a little look at the whole box set of that at some stage, I think. I've never okay. actually seen either of those. I've seen Warriors on the Cheek because it's funny. <laughs> it's very good yeah. to watch when you've had a few. Oh, isn't it just? It's just oh, as soon yes. as Lyrians open their mouth, well, I say open their mouths, that's it, you're gone. It's pinky and perky time. Oh, no, mm. it's a murker. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, the I don't get that far. You just watch murky, it in reverse, yeah. watch it in mm. fast forward. It's just so much fun. What we need to ask now, though, mm -hmm. is where is Keith? Is Keith. And I'm going to tell you where Keith is. Where I've sent Keith? him away. You put him away. Uh, no, 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 no. I have sent him to the Millennium Stadium <gasps> in Cardiff <gasps> during a friendly between Wales and Scotland. Is this football or rugby? Rugby. Rugby. Well, he hates uh, both. So that's all right. I'm sending him there because he is going to individually, one-on-one, -on -one, go around every single member 
of the crowd. <laughs> he's going to model mum with it. <laughs> his theory, his fascinating theory, that if your money has the Queen's head on it, you're English. I should imagine we'll be hearing from the bits of Keith later on. After we fished him out of Cardigan Bay. <laughs> right. We've also just been watching Blue Harvest, haven't we, everyone? Oh, Why yes. is it called Blue Harvest? Am I being really thick? Right. You're um, being really the, thick. The, Alistair. The third film, uh, The Return of the Jedi, to put people off the scent, the entire crew got themselves T-shirts and hats made up with Blue Harvest, and they made out that they were making this this sort of low-budget horror film called Blue I Harvest. I that. I've learned something. So Thank although you. people knew that the, this film crew was in the forest making a film, they weren't really bothered because they didn't know it was Star Wars. You is see. your life complete? Yeah. It is. I like to learn something every day. A bit like the Doctor Who team with Torch- did with Torchwood. What did they do with Torchwood? Didn't they name well, the, the film canisters mm. Torchwood? Mm. Yeah, that's the where the name Torchwood team. comes from. So that nobody mm. would think, oh, it's Doctor Who, let's have a quick look at that. Yeah. They named it Torchwood. Well, that's very clever, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well look you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, don't, don't you like me? We like Blue Harvest, don't we? It's a family guy. Oh, it's, it's, it's quite funny. It's and funny. I it's it. brilliantly observed. Very, very funny. Yep. Yes. And quite frankly, we might talk about it in more depth another time, but we don't have too much time at the moment to go into it. No. No, because we're going to be basically asking each other, what books have you been reading recently? Crumbly. Hello. Hello. What book are you currently reading? Well, I'm currently reading at, at the moment uh, a book by my favourite author. Okay, uh, is it soft? Is it chewable? Can you take it in the bath? Is it Beatrix no. Potter? It's is got it pictures in it. A ball, a big ball, a big red, red ball. ball? <laughs> <laughs> Janet and John. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking spot. But anyway, go on. Spot the ball. No, um, well, I've just finished um, Flinks' Folly by Alan Dean Foster. This is the guy George Lucas pretends to be. Um, well, he has got his throat. Okay, any good... Mm, very good. I mean, it's a continuation of the uh, Flinks uh, series of books. Ah, now we discussed this in a previous podcast. We're not going to go into it now. Dear God, please no. Um, <laughs> is it a new, new book? Or a... It's about three years old, but I mean, it's taken me that long to uh, go and buy the thing, basically. I thought you were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I read very slow and I move my lips. Thank <laughs> Um, I can't remember who it's by. Okay. It's called The Principles of Basic Web Design. That's what I'm reading at the moment. Sounds really enjoyable. Who's the it's villain? It's got gypsies, it's got gypsies. galloping horses. Does it have aliens coming in it bombing them? Does, it does, it's got everything. Uh, Why has wow. it got gypsies in it? Will they tarmac in your drive or something like that? They probably will do <laughs> that. And there's your Daily Mail reader. Chief <laughs> <laughs> scientist. What book are you reading at the moment? I've just finished two books. Ooh. Uh, oh. A couple of weeks back, The Hobbit. Which I'd never read before. Uh-huh. And just yesterday, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Oh, don't oh. tell us, don't tell us. Isn't we it don't sad? Oh, that body count. Oh, doesn't it rack up? <laughs> All those mangled limbs. Yeah. And the bit with the chainsaw cutting the head off. It's, oh, yeah. oh. It's been yeah. I thought. Yeah. And the tub of salt eagle. It's going to look like yeah. no, people having their heads pudding, cut off is unnecessary. Just, and there's you with a head of pertwee stuck behind <laughs> it. I didn't yeah, chop it off. It rolled died. towards me. I picked it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was seeking I, its master. More, <laughs> the most recent thing I read was, uh, what was it called? The actor's guidebook or something. Okay, so it made a really big impression. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> something with pages. I don't know what it was. Uh, what did I just finish reading? I just finished reading uh, Are You Dave Gorman? Are you? 
Uh, no, 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 I found out oh, I right. wasn't. Well, oh, you managed to tick all the boxes. So it's just, yeah. just yeah. like a you... Cosmo sex quiz. No, 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 no. I'm, oh, God. <laughs> How to explain yeah. this? Uh, basically, he had a drunken bit with his flatmate that he couldn't go around and meet at 54 other Dave Gormans. Uh, 54? Uh, 54. Why yes. 54? Uh, well, one for every card in the deck plus the Jokers. Uh, mm. um, there is actually there was a TV program on about it called uh, the Dave Gorman Collection, okay. um, and I'm currently reading RF Delderfields to serve more of my days. Mm. Oh, um, I remember that. That was of the John John Dutine. Yes. Mm, yeah, I remember very, that. Very, very good book. Very, very many years ago. Anyway, we'll be talking about more books a bit later on. <laughs> but before then, ladies and gentlemen, Torchwood. But you expect me to say Doctor Who just then? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. Now, what we're going to do, seeing as Torchwood's back on the box, Touch cloth. quick overview over basically the last first series. Uh-huh. And then we'll look a little bit more closely at the first three episodes of the new series. Two, right. And we do have feedback from our viewer, Leslie. Leslie. Which we'll come to afterwards. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, who would like to start on Torchwood? Okay. Go on then, fake Keith. I have two teenage sons. Congratulations. I've watched them grow from wee lads to big strapping Wee lads lads. were vomiting on my face. Well, that shows good judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Face like that. That'd be surprising. And about the age of... And about the age of... He brings it up every time. Twelve. They're horrible to me. They discovered this strange thing called puberty. that... The dangly stuff between their legs mm. made them feel good. Question about something. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be listening to this? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Torchwood's like. What? It, it makes dangly the stuff between their legs feel good. It sound like some sort of withered lettuce. <laughs> Torchwood is like a teenage lad who's just discovered what his knob's for. Everything has to be sex. Oh, look, there's a piece of lino on the floor. Let's How can it. we make that into something sexual? It's. Oh, it's just. Your sons childish. shag the lino. They're teenagers, <laughs> they shag anything. Well, I mean, that oh, is my, that is my gripe about Torchwood. That is, I mean. You the talk right water. But. <laughs> Torchwood is supposed to be a fast paced, hard hitting. Science fiction series, you know, lots of action, but I mean, not that sort of action. I mean, it's, I mean, I think they should put the the emphasis more on the action than anything else, as as opposed to all the sexual action that's happening. Now, oh, I don't second, know. About... <laughs> like a bit of and apart from the second, uh, uh, that, that second episode one. in the first series, is... well, there's still lots of bonking in it. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I've had trouble with it. I, I think it's good. You know, oh, if it's no. mind you, I, I thought that the only thing where it's sort of gratuitous. In the first series was was the second episode, which was kind of saying, um, "Oh yeah, you know, we're an adult show, folks. Here's an here's it, an alien that shags be... anything that mm. moves, and it'll shag you to death." Yeah, <laughs> it, it did seem yeah. it's almost fallen into the old new adventures thing. If it's going to be adult, it needs sex and swear. Yeah, yeah, mm. totally. There's not even any particular pattern to it. Everybody's doing it with everybody. Well, and that's it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes. If that pterodactyl came down to land for a little while. Yeah, I mean, look at Yanto, the uh, the administrated chap. Yeah, he was... He was trying totally to swallow Captain no Jack's girl. face. A girl, yeah. And as Crumley just said, the next moment, minute he's as gay as a maypole. And yeah, well, that's not watching everything. <laughs> well, it was the shock of, of finding out that A, she was a, a, a cyber woman, right. and, and B, she still wore those heels. What do you think that <laughs> I mean, and that turned him gay. I'd, I mean, yes. I just want to 
see more, I, more totally science fiction. His predicament. Hang on a second. <laughs> Didn't she appear in a Kylie Minogue dance thingy, Amy Poppy, the cyberwoman? Several of them, yes. Now, there's a certain gay element where it comes to Kylie Minogue. Perhaps that's what happened. Well, she is a gay icon. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but I the thing is, I mean, gay icon as well. are you a gay icon, Frumbly? <laughs> I don't know. Your Jeep calendars selling loads, <laughs> mm-hmm. laying on Jeeps. No, I mean, as I mean, I just want to see more science fiction, less and sex, less Captain Jack and the Yum Yum Tree. I mean, sort of and the what? <laughs> the Yum Yum Tree. <laughs> You'll find out about it in the papers. Oh. I mean, less, Cap- less Captain John and gentlemen, you heard it here monster. first. You just didn't know what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> and less Toshiko and Gwen and their amazing adventures with I Mr. Bendy. And Gwen, have they been at it as well? I don't think so, did they? Well, well it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Mr. Conservative I mean, crawl in. Yeah. weren't they, as a team? Mm. Yes. And Owen looks like a Muppet. <laughs> oh, he's lovely. He looks like a cross between a Muppet and Zippy from Rainbow. So, anyway, dysfunctional team, in all fairness, especially in that first yeah. series. Well, particularly yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is a spoiler, but tell with it. It's the first episode. One of the main characters gets killed off. I quite liked that. But you wouldn't know she was a member of the team. They didn't seem to care. There was no mention of her after yeah, that at all. Mean. Until she, um, didn't she come back? She, she came back in another episode, episode yes. She remembered her and, then. And it was uh, an incredibly uh, well-thought-out piece of planning on her part. Ooh. Yes. yes the whole thing was a cunning <laughs> plan. It was um, very much like Rose. The same sort of structure, basically. Yes. They, well, the well, outside, it works, use it. Exactly. The outside character discovers Torchwood, as yep. we do. It gets a bit nosy. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. then we have day one. Well, um, can I just say straight away? No. I'll be quiet. Oh. Um, <laughs> the first episode lost yes. me straight away because she's a police officer. Yes. Yep. Mm. And she actually did something proactive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just not realistic. <laughs> Maybe she's in right. What? Uh, I want you to know that fake Keith regard. said that the rest of us have the highest regard for our <laughs> uniform constabulary. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <Free>. <laughs> Listen, We're I not live in Broadfield. <laughs> Day one. Uh, basically, it's the sex monster from outer space time. Mm. Oh, that hackneyed old plot they stole from Outer Limits or whatever. Yeah. It does have a brilliant line in it, which is. What's the line? I'm not even going to say it. No, go on. Go on, go on. Go on. I just giggled when he said, oh my god, he came and went. That was quite. Then we got up to the first one, which I thought was actually rather. Good. I thought the first one wasn't too bad. Ghost Machine, I meant. Ghost Machine. Well, yeah. Can I just point out that... Yeah. I Why are you always see... one behind us? I'm sorry, but I can't actually see this without hitting the microphone. And then I have to Whose fault is that? Hear me. I'm We've sorry. Got to come up with are, a... you, are you mocking my eyesight? I'm sorry if it's not as good as yours. I'm oh, sorry I walk into lampposts. I, I can't see a bloody thing without these. <laughs> Do you want to compare blindness? Like this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put them back on again. No, you were going to say? No, I was going to say I physically can't see what's on. So you were going to say something? You're what not in your microphone, my dear. Well, I can't see the writing oh, without holding it here. Sorry, Why are we speaking like this? Well, we're not speaking like that. You're speaking like Aylesbury. that. Aylesbury. What? Aylesbury? That's where I'm from, yeah, but my family's from Nether, even. I'm from Salisbury and Wiltshire originally. Salisbury, yeah, yeah so originally. I recognise the accent. Mm. <laughs> I have to put it on. This is so a mama set, is it? I'd have never got a job <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> I thought Ghost Machine was very good. I touched the microphone. Uh, yeah, oh, that was I'm good. I'm going to hurt you. Nice to see Gareth Thomas having a decent role to get his teeth into. Yes. Yeah. You look yes. like 
Bless him. <laughs> he didn't look <laughs> like didn't look he could so mount a rebellion anymore. No, no, no. 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 Old Unless fat. it was yeah. a slow one. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, you finally started seeing some of the characters. I will drink you under the table, <laughs> Sir <Villan>. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, darling. <laughs> I don't recall Sir saying that. <laughs> yes. But I, I'm out of all of them. I like the ones that involve some sort of temporal anomaly. And that was yeah. that, yeah. that one had that to it. It was it was a good one. It was because it remind. I like waking the dead. And do that, you really? I do. do you? I'm just not allowed in St John's. There have been complaints. Waking the dead. Well, there's John Pertwee over there. Of the program, Waking the Dead. That reminds me. I I do apologise. Something that Purcell face over there has just said. Whoever wrote the headline to the Sun on January the thirty first. It was funny. Well done. (laughs) Was was tasteless, tasteless and And very funny. Beetles not not about. about. (laughs) (laughs) Shame on you. You earned your money. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Cyberwoman. Mind you, oh, mm. you're talking about that. I mean, one of the Sunday sports headlines. When um, who's that famous fashion designer? That I thought got... you didn't actually buy it; you just found it. Well, well, got murdered. Yeah, what's um, his name? Uh, I, I can't remember. How? how oh. Where did the cyberwoman come from? She no, I mean the headline. The headline well, was shoot, shoot, shoot you, sir. There's always been a problem. No, no. I mean, <laughs> torture one. Up in Canary Wharf. She had survived that, apparently. Oh, oh right. And gotcha. Yanto used to work there, so he dragged her. Sorry, hang on a sec. We've interrupted Crumbly. You're always doing. Oh, we, we have. He yes. wanted to talk something very important about the Sunday sport. No, he's told me now. You no, it's too late now. Yeah, we you know. started having your own podcast on we your have. own again. Well, I listened to him. I mean, was it the lighting, or was it a sort of um, sparkly metallic blue that she had on? It the, was the, the okay. colour. It was. It was meant to be grey, but I don't know. I just remember it being very, very blue. How did nobody know like, there was a cyber woman down there? She was hidden in a coffin. I don't know. I think you smuggled her in. How'd you smuggle a cyber woman through Cardiff? <laughs> Look, over there, <laughs> Jack, it's a giant flying octopus. Quick, that's right. That's yeah, right. Jack was up on the roof somewhere at the time. <laughs> oh, he's oh, got a roof. he got the pterodactyl yeah. there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, he was on the rooftop in uh, Cardiff looking mean and moody. Yeah. Yeah. His billowing coat. That's it. Yeah. It was obviously their desperate attempt to tie it in with Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, the teenage <clears throat> boy audience of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, quite why, you know, when they converted Cybermen in Doctor Who, they took their brains out. Doesn't well, put it into mm. a metal body. Yes. Yeah. Didn't all. Didn't really bear thinking about today. Unless it was not the emergency. I, the only thing I can stuff. think of is that mm. originally, when when uh, was it David Lloyd Pack designed the Cybermen, right. he designed the Cyberwomen first and spent a lot of time getting the costume <laughs> right, <laughs> and then thought. The men, uh, one just size, two, out, yeah. and just yeah. tossed mm. it off in a night, uh, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that argument falls down. The Doctor did find a female Cyberman. There were a couple of them, actually. There were a couple of right. them. The well, one that was going pre-op. to get married the next then, year. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what a pre-op Cyberman. Well, you, you said a, a female uh, Cyberman, so that kind of, you know, implies... <laughs> yeah, it was, well, again, I'm not inferring far too much. A lot of running around in corridors. Yeah. yeah. Small worlds. Well, that was the only way to wear down those heels. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Could have been the moon boots again, mm. isn't it? <laughs> Small worlds, what do we make of that? Real fairies. Keith mm. loved this one. It's his favourite one. Very sadistic uh, fairies, isn't it? Yeah. The PJ Hammond one, the guy who did... Um, Sapphire, Sapphire Steel. Steel. Sapphire yeah. Steel, yes. No. You know, and Alice Troughton. One of the Troughton clan. Yes. 
Thank you. I'll explain very quickly. <laughs> um, Crumbly recently saw Sapphire and Steel for the first time, oh, okay. and the captions on it are a little well, bit wobbly. wobbly. Yeah, uh, there is the Crossroads School of. It's that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't watch the Justin Lee Collins convention thingy because they use the Sapphire and Steel theme. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I see that, now I think of you. I know. I hate you. Okay. And I, um, think, and I think of the wobbly Crossroads style opening credits. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Again, the adult angle, they kind of crowbar in a child molester, don't they, or something. Yeah, I thought the child molester thing was, it was just totally unnecessary. It was. It It could have been any. any I don't remember that bit. It's right at the start. Oh, right. Um, Yeah, he drowns with the rose petals, doesn't he? Um, Oh, yes, yes. In this cruel, harsh world. Yes, it, it was. It was. That was a bit gratuitous. I thought that was a song by Lamar. Just, that was. What was justice? Not, not much. Ju- not much justice in this world. Lamar, as in no Lamar. Oh right. Who, who wrote this synopsis? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> bit, bits of it were me. And bitch oh, off Wikipedia. So, um, Countryside, <laughs> um, saying, yeah. what we've got yeah. for the synopsis on Countryside, Brecon Beacons, The, the Human, Human Cannibals, Cannibals one. one. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. <laughs> this one I was, was my favourite one of the yes. whole lot because it was so damn gratuitous. Mm. It, was nice. well, it was sort of 28 days later, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was like the BBC had come to the end of the financial year and they had loads and loads and loads of fake blood left. And all, all the yeah. tripods thought, oh, were being used on another okay. job. We've got to get rid of it. What do we do? The ending I thought was a little bit, oh, it's Jack on a tractor. Yeah, that was a bit too Rubbish. easy for him to <laughs> storm, basically. But at least they were out of Cardiff, out of Torchwood. Yep. Yeah. Took them out of their comfort zone. In woods. Yep. But it was a good a one apart from the Dilemma. Yeah. Greeks bearing gifts. I don't remember that one. It's uh, from where Tosh goes lesbian. And ah. you can hear people's thoughts. Uh, and oh, yes, that was an interesting one. Uh, and uh, basically, it's due to that that we have the very first Torchwood toy. Really? Mm. What, what was toy that? What was the... Has it got three settings? Yes, it's actually a toy from the Sarah Jane Adventures. Does it contain mini ah. batteries? But it's, it's the same alien. The same style of alien. So you could claim it to be a Torchwood toy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, look, real Keith says this. So. If real Keith says it, so it must be true. Oh, shut up! Just because he was right about the Queen's head, and you <laughs> didn't throw in with that whole Duke of What's It thing. Duke of Normandy. I didn't say I did. You put it in to try and be clever, and he what said, "What do you mean, try and be clever? I am clever." No, you're not. You're a knob. <laughs> I want to see how he's getting on in Wales. Trying to explain to the Welsh that... That they're all English. Yeah, mm. good luck on He's that one. He's probably dead by now. Yeah, well, mm. well, like I say, we'll see what bits we get. They're probably terrorising him with his clo- their close harmony singing. Sorry, with, with their cloaks. <laughs> 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 OK, uh, they keep grilling sushi. Uh, keep killing oh, sushi. Oh, hang They keep calling sushi. I just wanted to point out again... Yes. ...some of the bizarre character interactions here. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got Tosh... Was apparently pining after Owen. Yes. Yeah. But then in this episode, she gets that entirely. Yes. Mm. And shacks up with this alien woman. Mm, yeah. that's right. Ah, could she not be under an alien influence? Or perhaps she's sowing her wild oats. See, if a man did that, you wouldn't have questioned it. But just because you're a woman, <laughs> you've got all snippy and you've got all stiff in the shoulders, and you're leaning into the microphone, and it should not be allowed. No, it was, it was woman on woman action. I mean, on an officially licensed porn video. Yes, and that. Yes. <laughs> they keep killing sushi. 
Sushi. Sushi. Sushi. Sushi. I don't know. It's a health and safety thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Basically, the one where Susie comes back Susie and gets linked yeah, to I'd, Gwen. I, and mm. The one where Susie is brought back. Yes. I love the synopsis because this is the one where Susie is brought back via the resurrection glove to explain why members of a self-help group are being killed. She, of course, planned this as a way to cheat death. She gets herself killed, killed to, cheat to cheat death. death. Yes. Mm. Right. It's a novel thing. You've got to admit. <laughs> see, this as cunning a, plans That which go. does not kill you merely puts off the inevitable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But then we get the first hint of the darkness and something in the darkness coming for Jack. Yeah. I forgot that. Oh, uh, yeah. There was something, and that turned out to be a bit of a squib. Uh, uh, well, a giant kitty, really. Was that the... The thing in the last episode? Yes, was I it? think yeah. so. Well, giant kitty. Mm. Random shoes, which is essentially love and monsters. Which is why I didn't like it. Yeah, this stalker that Gwen has dies. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought that was such a sweet I, I, episode. I enjoyed it I thought as well. It was really, yeah. really good. I, I really like those touching, that one. Mm. It, was, it was okay, actually, as we go. It, well, not too much of Torchwood, which is perhaps why it uh, worked quite well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I did enjoy it. I know we're sort of rattling through these, but we, we want to have a little look at the first three episodes of Series 2 in a bit more depth. Uh, Out of Time. Another good one. Oh, yes. I like yeah, that one. likes this one. Mm. Quite sweet. Mm, very yeah, bittersweet. Yeah, that was probably my favourite one, actually. Another timey-wimey one. And it had a really cool aeroplane in it. <laughs> a really cool aeroplane. Oh, yeah. Uh, do do you have a, grade, a grading for aeroplanes? Yeah, there's yeah. crap aeroplanes. What, ones mm. that just fall out of the sky for no reason? My paper ones, usually. That's a British. Oh. There's <laughs> British okay airways. aeroplanes, yes. like the one we flew to Rome on with the propellers. Okay. <laughs> glad if you look those. at them long enough, they do look like they've stopped, and that's really, really frightening at 30,000 feet. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> then there's the... Yeah, that's not a bad aeroplane aeroplane, which is your, your jumbo jets and that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's your really cool aeroplanes, that are the ones that you fly, even though they look like they could fall to pieces at any moment. They're easy really cool. jet. <laughs> Again, easy jet. Okay, yeah, that was it. That was all right, wasn't it? Why is this kept... I was John Ellis, I thought it was a Jet Janet Ellis. <laughs> Thinking, what? What? Um, so it was a very sad moment where Jack face. helps him kill. That's it, the uh, shoe salesman, he gasses himself in the car. I didn't hear that. I said Sophie Ellis Baxter's got a moon face. A moon right. face? If you look at Is her it going to be blasted out of orbit soon? No, but if you look at her when she's singing, her, her, chin. her head is too big for her eyes and her mouth. And what is it like about this podcast that we have to keep okay. judging people by their looks? Just saying, I'm sure she agrees. There's the thing about Crumbly's obsession with Terran sticks. Now you're starting on Sophie Ellis Baxter's face. Only her face. I'm sure she's a lovely person. She's got a very nice voice. <laughs> I, I, and her mum's Janet Ellis, who could do weird things. So you're saying, and defeat she's nine. A, mm. heads over inflated. I didn't. I thought she was very. I'm sure she's no, very nice. Really I'm sure no she's nice. At all. The next time you see her, just look at her face. It's sort of face of Boa. Mooney. Mooney. Who's Tim Burton's wife? That's um, Tim Burton. He- Helena Bonham Carter. Ah, oh, now she's hot. She's scary. No, I like her. <laughs> yeah. I think she's cute. Mm. Oh, she was just. She was in um. Sweeney um, Todd. Sweeney Todd. Johnny Depp. She's very, yes. very good. Is she? All right, good. Come back. <laughs> what well, I feel like I'm in every time I'm trying to this, share oh, this, this bloody one was podcast. Absolute, oh, this is the Noel Clark one. Oh, I thought it was quite fun. Thing, what, he wrote it? Yeah. I can't remember. Why, f- why did Owen oh, get all Dr. suicidal? Why? Uh, because she, uh, he's the only person yeah, because the girlfriend had gone off into the rift again. Yeah, she, she jumped oh, back from the plane and flew back to 1953. So I thought at least it was a good enough setup. 
for that. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I liked you just, it. You just get on with it, wouldn't you? I don't know. Go out to a party and find someone else. Mm. So it's here, Fight Club with Weevils. It was basically Fight Club. Mm. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah essentially. I uh, remember. Um, what was it one of the? Uh, rule one of the in- Fight Club. No. <laughs> don't talk Great about club. Fight Club. Rule two. Don't talk don't about Fight Club. No. No, I remember Brad Pitt on uh, one of the interviews I had on the uh, DVD for Fight Club saying, "Who do you most like to go up against?" And he said, "William Shatner." <laughs> He's <laughs> a good man, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Using a piece of wood with nails in. Um, <laughs> Captain Jack Harkness. The episode. The episode, <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a good one. Mm, yes. Um, I thought, the, I thought mm. the gay kiss on the dance floor, I mean, I was ex- well, people in 1943 would have let out and beaten Sports the pulp out of them. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's Maybe. a fair point. I thought it was a little bit fast and fast, forgive the pun, there's no pun intended. It was a first date as well. Exactly, mm. very fast happened. Very fast well, happened. When he was about to die. But, yeah, exactly. Well, there was it, yeah. that thing, it's wartime, you could be dead tomorrow. And, and he would be. He would have been, yeah. yeah. And Jack knew that. Yeah. So did Jack. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, no, the real Jack didn't know that, he just no. thought it. Um, it would have been interesting to see how the aftermath of that kiss Mm-hmm. From the real Jack Hartness's point of view. Well, he probably wasn't pregnant. <laughs> but he might have had the kicked out of him and been chucked in jail. Mm, yeah. Quite rightly. Quite rightly. Please edit that out. I didn't mean it. That's a very in. But that was a war on. They let that something slide. Standard slid. However, this is the first of our two parter, because apart from having Bad Wolf and Mr. Saxon. Right. In Captain Jack Hartness, which was a very strange thing to say. Um, yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yes. Billis. Yeah. Billis Manger turns up. Hmm. Yeah. Now, that's one mm. kind of a character, and I hope they bring him back for the new year. Yeah. Well, Free the thing is, I asked him about this because I bumped into him at a convention thingy. The and, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and Billis the man. And, and, and I said, um, he said, Will you be coming back? Because it was such a good character. So he said, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm presuming not this year then. <laughs> unless so, I mean, I, you know, very good at covering. Unless he was just putting me on. He's an actor, maybe. Yeah. Yes. A thespian. Exactly. And mm. that leads to Kitten Kong. Woo-hoo. Oh, the giant kitty. Yes. End of days. Oh dear, what was that? I wasn't too sure about that one. Mm. It's a bit it all, of a mess. It's all leading up to Jack Godzilla and <laughs> his amazing um, well, ego. I'm going to forgive Judas and rise up from the dead. Mm. This does bring into question, uh, or into focus again, Owen and his amazing ability to be able to take gunshots. Yes. (laughs) How many is that now? I think it's at least three now. Yeah. Mm. Because when was it? It was um, end of days, Mm -hmm. he got shot. Mm -hmm. Season two, beginning of season two, he got shot, didn't he? First episode. Yeah, yes, he did. Captain John. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And when was the other time he got shot? Uh, countryside? Countryside, yeah, he got shotgun in the. Ooh, that's gonna hurt. Yeah. In several places. Yeah. But Jack, did Jack get shot? No, no, no. no, no Owen, Owen, no, it's Owen. I was, I was reading the director's list, sorry. Yeah. Owen and his amazing eyebrows. Constantly being shot. Yes. He just gets up and walks away. <laughs> this man, man is indestructible. Why is he following in Jack's you know, <laughs> shoes? But uh, overall, series one was rather schizophrenic in that it didn't really know what it wanted to be. No. It didn't gel. I, this is my own personal opinion. You could des- you desperately wanted it to work really well, mm. and you could see gems of greatness within it. But somewhere down the line, they just missed the boat. It mm. wasn't working. Oh, right. I, I, I mean, really enjoyed. Apart from the second 
episode, which I just thought was mm. just kind of gratuitous. It was. it was too much for me. Um, <laughs> the, the, the rest of it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And the only other sort of slightly disappointing thing was was Billis Manger. Yeah, this character. He sort of came and was set up as this wonderfully mysterious character who then kind of just disappeared, and it wasn't resolved. So, yes. mm. so I can only presume he's coming back. Yeah. For some reason, yeah, I mean, I hope, hope so. so. The thing is, I mean, going to be the master, but that got you know. The, the I mean, my main, com- my main complaint stomping is stomping around Cardiff like a, a Buffy-esque apocalyptic. Yeah. Oh, gone. this is the you know this is this season's apocalypse <laughs> thing. Yeah. And and sorry to say, but the for me the effects didn't work and the shadows weren't convincing of the shadows falling across the city no. and all the rest because the whole point was the shadow killed people. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it really needed to kind of work, and it just didn't mm. you know saying so my complaint with uh, the first season i mean okay, i mean i know they're trying to make reparations in the second season is i couldn't really warm to any of the characters unfortunately yes it took a, it took a while for right. me mm. none of the characters had much personality even by the end of the season mm. the exceptions being mm. jack gwen and perhaps owen and i don't think john barrowman's the best actor out there and i don't mean that in a nasty well, fashion he's okay no. but there are times where he's just not doesn't come over as convincing I also think mm. Jack um, performs better as second in charge. <laughs> you know, um, all his scenes with the Doctor, when he knew he wasn't the alpha male. He could relax. And the Doctor was stamping down on him every time he so much as blinked <laughs> as a woman. Well, literally. Uh, anybody. <laughs> and I found him a much more entertaining character. All of their members of Flapjacks. In that position, mm. eh? Flapjacks. All of member of Flapjacks. Oh, well, maybe maybe coach. that's coach, maybe yes. that's why because the dynamic in the episode so far seems to be that Gwen seems to be far stronger and and is sort of putting up mm. a resistance yeah. and doesn't allow him to just be the leader because yeah. obviously there's been a gap. We don't know how long the gap between the series. Has been. Yeah. Mm. Can I before we go on to series two, we've got to bring in Leslie, Leslie, our Ooh. viewer, mm. um, listener. No, no, I just stand at the back. <laughs> Some random observations about Torchwood. Feel free to use any or all or none. Okay, right, that's thanks, Leslie. Yep, cheers. <laughs> the bird's eye views of Cardiff are spectacular, I have to say. I have a soft spot for the series because I love Cardiff. Oh, and no. it makes me all nostalgic looking at it. Of Should all we the just... cities in this glorious yeah. country. Cardiff. I'm the bird's for the scenery. We should um, probably say that's very angel. Yes. I mm. touched the microphone. <gasps> oh. And you, the Ouch. professional. Ouch. I'm allowed. I did it in a professional way. I've got my certificate that says I'm allowed to hit the <laughs> microphone. John Barrowman looks in. great. It's the code. But the part just doesn't <laughs> seem to be written with the same charm as in Doctor Who. No, it's a very different character. He's yeah. mostly serious, providing more exposition and technobabble than ever before. Less flirty, less the delight I came to love in less Doctor flirty. Who. Less flirty? Well, so. He forgets the flirting. He just goes straight for the mm. snogging. Mm, that's <laughs> it. Mm. Uh, but maybe this is the new Jack... His experience at the end of series one has made him more withdrawn, more serious. Yet clearly in Utopia, we see him back to his flirty, charming self. Yeah. Mm. On day one, she likes Glenn. Uh, Glenn. She likes <laughs> Gwen's <laughs> boyfriend, Reese. I like him even more than I liked his counterpart of sorts, Mickey. He's conscientious enough to observe to Glenn. Why don't you stop calling her Glenn? Glenn. <laughs> to Gwen as they flee a restaurant as an asteroid flies through the Cardiff, but we haven't paid. I find this endearing. Oh, oh. I find him I a sap. A wuss. Why is yeah. he still with her after exactly. we have to put Exactly, he should have left her. Well, that should mean she's going at all hours of the day. It means she's bonked, bonked Owen. Yeah. 
He doesn't know that though, does he? Nice meals. Yeah, don't say it out loud. He doesn't know if he hears this. <laughs> she did tell him, but she retconned him. They're getting married. She did. Which is a rather nasty thing to do. It is. On Ghost Machine. Mm. A great episode for Halloween when it was broadcast, and it's valuable it? to note that the majority of this episode relied on old-fashioned suspense, characterization, and human emotion, instead of the amazing CGI, gadgetry, or gimmickry plot devices. True, there was a sense of something missing when the plot wound to its conclusion, but I was so happy that the show had arisen over the last week's mediocrity that I didn't really care. Hmm. Plus, she apparently got later got to meet the guy who played Bernie. Ooh. Who's Bernie? The Bolt. The that's way past that's, over uh, your head, isn't it? <laughs> Bernie the Bolt, that's a golden shot. Yes, yes. on Cyberwoman. Okay. Um, she's feeling a little snarky. Snarky. And thought the story worked better as a comedy musical, along <laughs> the lines of a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Now, I'm not going to sing this, but I'm going to give the lyrics. Yanto, you're lovely, absolutely lovely, who'd believe the loveliness of you? Metal, cybernetic metal, my pretty Lisa's metal, septo midriff, true. You can only harm, I try to hug you, and you rip off both, both my, my arms. arms. Yanto and Lisa. Lisa. But I'm happy, happy, I'm happy that you're. I'm metal, though you're. I'm cyber, there is hope it's true, and I'll prove it in this episode with you. Very poetic. Uh, yeah. Genius, Leslie. An absolute genius. She's going to be sending us some uh, fan fiction and artwork for the site. Oh, Ooh, bless her little cotton sock. Sh- sock. sock. On Small Worlds, Doctor Who has generally been a debunker of myths. Ghosts aren't ghosts, they're gas based aliens. The malice isn't a malignant pseudo Christian spirit. Bloody hell, that's Alice? good for us. It's again an alien presence. Nothing is allowed to be mysterious or out of the realm of explain- explainability. Interestingly, this episode doesn't write fairies off as aliens, but as something more sinister. As Jack says, something from the, the dawn, dawn of, of time. time. From yeah. the dawn of time. On Greeks bearing gifts. Ah. The only necessary but unfortunate component of this episode is the Gwen Owen thing. To prove they're still a hot item, they have to act obnoxious the whole way through. This obnoxious Lee, Leslie. The whole way through the episode. I'll admit that Mary is quite an attractive woman. That almost makes the lesbian angle acceptable. However, since this is torture, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, ugly was... people aren't allowed to have no, sex. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, however, since this is torture, I feel like it was thrown in so we could watch two actresses kiss. It yeah. very probably was. Adam doesn't mind. <laughs> it's I don't not mind. Velma, it's not Daphne. Mm. You can imagine. <laughs> okay. I missed the last three episodes because I returned to America for Christmas and still haven't managed to see them, which is a pity since Out of Time is supposed to be the best of the season. Mm. At its best moments, Torchwood could really work as that definition of adult drama, when it wasn't excessively gory, pornographic, or suffused with bad language. Suffused. suffused. Mm. The camera's mm. constantly catching rude graffiti on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, thank you very much, Leslie. Yes. yes, thank you. We're very quickly going to move on now to the first three episodes of the series two of Torchwood. Okay. Kiss, do... kiss, bang, bang. Oh, it's Buffy again. Mm, Captain Jack and Captain John playing tonsil hockey. Why does James Masters have to use a faux Cockney accent all the time? Well, the trouble is that his, actual, his English accent seems worse than it was in Buffy. Oh, oh well, you see, when he was on Buffy, accent? he had um, Anthony Head sort of... Yeah, yeah that's true. Yes. What's wrong with using his normal accent? Why does Captain John God have knows. to be English? Captain Jack's not. Well, they can't remember because he appeared in... Um, oh, God, what was that? That Gene Roddenberry other science fiction thing called um, Andromeda. Andromeda. Yeah, he was in an episode of that. I can't remember whether he had his accent in that or not. In the whole season of um, Smallville, he played with an American accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so It seems to me they've basically taken the character of Spike yep. and transplanted it straight into... Yep. Accent and all. I mean, there's even the gag, even the gag there of you need a blonde. Yeah. Not yeah. It was a bit of a weak opener. Yeah. 
Yeah. Although the um, the bit where Jack was pushed off of the roof and did the bending over backwards on the bench thing, that was... That was well, he does that a lot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, got a bit mm. trimmed in the uh, 7 o'clock version. I'm glad, did I, it, really? I, yeah. I'm glad I didn't watch the twee version. Uh, the junior yeah. Captain Jack and the, the giant mm. kitty. Yeah. How, do, how do they work around the... Um, Daddy, why, why is that man kissing the other man? man? Yes. Daddy? They did keep that in. Daddy, why, why yeah, is he bent over the bench in that alarming manner? That's what they do, son. You <laughs> <laughs> should never be one. <laughs> but I do hope they don't um, kill Jack every episode. Hey, we hey, get yeah. the idea. He's oh my God, they killed die. Jack, you bastards! Let's <laughs> <laughs> make him sound like Kenny from South yeah. Park. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't do that too badly in the first season. I was afraid after the first episode of season one, they do that every episode. They didn't. They did at the beginning to make the point. They've done it at the beginning again of season two. I'd like to see if they are going to do it. I want to see it in a Final Destination way. Where the deaths are the most sort of bizarre, unexplained way of doing it. Something huge donut happens. sign falls, falls down. down. Yeah. But hits something else, it hits something else yeah. and rolls along somewhere But then, then it's just going to be South Park, it isn't like, it? No, it's it's dead like me. I mean, somewhat like that means that's a you know, giant game of mousetrap, that does. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. Just, just need to give Gwen the, what is it, Kyle line, oh my God, they killed Jack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you oh, bastards. Another one along in three minutes. <laughs> okay, Sleeper. What one was that? Sleeper. Uh, oh, that sleeper. was the one about the. the, she, the, the she didn't know that she was an I alien. That. That was a, I, I thought, thought that was, was good. A, I like I mean, the effect on the arm. Yeah. I mean, um, that reminded me of Terminator, that did the way the alien could sort of bend its arm to sort of make a big oh, pointy, yeah. pointy yeah. stick. Yeah. I had trouble with, again, the team dynamic. They're mm. trying to be funny and chummy, and it's not working. Mm, not quite I gelling properly. I've just mm. pretty much given up on any team dynamic. I follow the rest of the story. Yeah. You can see that they realise if they carry on going the same way they were going in Series 1, they're just going to fall apart mm. completely. So they've got to I mean, try, okay. and try and get along a little bit. They but might be they, members. It seemed forced, I thought. They might be members of Torture, but I think they're all in there for their own reasons. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Mm. And at least last season they had they were heading somewhere. There was a big fallout between Jack and the rest of the team. Yep. Mm. Well, there is an arc this year. Just don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. So, don't know. It could have something to do with Sleeper, it could have something to do with um, I doubt what I think Captain John said when he was going to the That's like it is, clearly that was yeah, so up, I found grey or something like that. found grey, was it? Mm, grey, that's it, that's yeah. Said, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He kind of gave the impression of a maybe Jack's child or something, I don't know, maybe I'm grasping his straws there, but the way he... Well, we know that Jack can something. get pregnant. Because he has done. Yes. Well, do, do we? Again? The face of Bo is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Is he the face of Bo? Oh, well, you yeah. think so. Mm. Mm. And he's changed a fair bit by that point. So. Well, well, this is five billion years in the future. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and most recently, to The Last Man. Right, this I one, enjoyed this yeah, one. Yeah, I thought yes. I would because it was another timey-wimey thing. <laughs> yeah. But was that a big I ball don't of understand stuff? <laughs> why... I probably wasn't paying attention. I don't understand why the soldier was so important. Why didn't they just Because he was the key to the whole key, thing. Which they, he had, they had to physically give him a key. Yeah, so why didn't they just get the key and one of them activate it? Because they would have been stuck back in 1918. It's a classic time loop thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm. but if the original torch would have taken him in the first okay. place, that wouldn't have been a problem. Well, there you go. Oh, but if they hadn't have taken him, there wouldn't have been an episode, and, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> oh, that old plot device. Mm. You can't argue with causality. Yeah, no. yes, you can. Basically, he just got... doesn't listen. He's bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling that it's going to happen anyway, whatever whatever happened, it would, ha- would happen. Yeah. I, I, I want to see more of Old Torchwood. Basically, it's yeah, a doom yeah, I'd love to see more mm. of Old Torchwood. The very, very posh. It was very good. <laughs> 
It does make you wonder how many people there have been over the years, mm. over the century, whatever it yeah. is. Well, seeing it was Queen and Victoria who first set it up. Yeah. At the end. Apparently, well, at least what, oh. day, bodies get stored. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So there's a lot what of. What else is in that morgue thing? Mm. Yeah, quite. There must be mm. hundreds of them. <laughs> You can just imagine opening up a door, Indiana Jones style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Previous off. tortured members. Just, we had another gratuitous snogging session. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed to be a touching thing. Jack is actually becoming oh, capable yeah. of forming proper um, relationships as opposed to just one night stands. But oh, it's back to. I think it should have been done a bit more tactfully. Well, never mind that. But what? I don't know. Written applications. Yeah. <laughs> In, In triplicate. Can I kiss you tomorrow? Oh, come back to me. Think about <laughs> check it. with unit and send yes. it off to... <laughs> kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yes. Jack returns. Yes. Gwen tells Jack she's been engaged. And Jack looks really put out by it. It's as if he it's wanted to be business. with her. Yeah. But then he's carrying on with the answer. Yeah. Hmm. What the heck is going this on with this This isn't a program? man who can form relationships. This is a man who gets it anywhere Well, perhaps he can. he's learning. Yeah, but that happens. That, that yeah. kind of thing, you're great mates with somebody and you still get jealous about somebody else. Or perhaps it's just me, yeah. I don't but know. you've never shown any real affection for her before. This is the whole, the whole fractured dynamic of the team. They're just You just never know where you are with them. <laughs> the good thing is, we're only... Or maybe as a conformer, because I mean, or you look at it from a character point of view, she's a, she, she possibly, of them all, is emotionally the strongest. Yeah. And I yes. think he admires that. And so the thought of him... Her being off with someone else, it you know, it would kind of get under his skin well, a bit. I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I th- but if the uh, that's tra- clever. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer for the next one suggests that Reese has turned out to be a Meat. bit of a bastard, yeah. and I'm wondering if Jack knows there's a problem with Reese and had wanted to break it to her gently I before she did something stupid like get married and have babies. I think no. the only thing that's holding Jack. What I like about doing this right now is we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. So, and everything we say now is going to make it look foolish later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there good. might be more to it. I think so. If you, if you, you yeah. something, because the thing is, at the end of every episode, when it says next on Torchwood, yeah. I, we turn off because I don't, I don't want to see any giveaways because oh, right. I start making connections as soon as I start watching the so next I episode. Sport the next one so I, I, you know, like Sorry. that. I think, oh right, I'm going to be thinking about that and going. Oh. I think we yeah. scored the fact that Reese is involved. Because that's the mm-hmm. thing about both Torchwood and Doctor uh, Who. Is when I watch a new episode, I, I, I'm watching it totally fresh. clean. Mm-hmm. I am not soiled by uh, teasers <laughs> or uh, dirty underwear or, or you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't even know what the story is going to be about. You know, who, who the monster is. Hide the remote control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back to what we were saying about um, all these various sort of relationships forming, I think. I think the only reason Captain Jack wants to t- doesn't want to take things too far is like the Doctor. He knows he's going to outlive them all. Yeah, and so he's, re- he's rather reluctant. Yeah. Mm. More so now because he's got a proper team around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but there again, he doesn't, he will want, he doesn't want to form yeah. strong emotional attachments. Understandable. Mm. So, hmm. that's our overview of Tortured for the moment. <laughs> Anyway, what have you got on your MP3 player, Adam? Roughly. Podcasts, really. This is... Most people have keys in their pockets. He has remotes. Yes. (laughs) Can you turn it up a bit? Oh, just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) We've never really worked it out, and quite frankly, I'm too Mm. scared to ask. Well, remote control for this and that, you know. 
podcast mainly. Anything in particular? Oh, the usual stuff we've all mentioned. I've mentioned before um, things like uh, staggering stories. <laughs> no, I wouldn't bother that. Wouldn't bother that. Uh, who cast? We should probably mention. No, oh, yes, who cast? Tin Dog uh, podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Even from Mr. Bubble. There's a good um, reason for that. He writes to us. Sorry, I just had a, an itch. So you blew a raspberry. <laughs> Seven years. Uh, Alistair. Hello. Uh, MP3 player. What, what music are you currently listening to? It doesn't have to be an MP3 player, but what music uh, are you currently listening to? Uh, oh, well, unfortunately, at the moment, <laughs> embarrassingly enough, the, no, nothing but. There's nothing worse, apart from bamboo under the fingernails, having <laughs> your own music constantly going through your head. Ah. Yes, I could say something about that. Uh, the Christmas version mm. of WhoCast. Where they asked, could we just use a little bit of your music, just just you know, for as it's a Christmassy version of the Doctor Who theme? Yes, of course you can. And they looped it throughout the entire show, mm. over and over and over. <laughs> it was a torture. <laughs> Crumbly. Uh, Hello. What do you have music-wise? Music-wise, uh, what I've been playing most recently is a, it's a free CD given away with the mail on Sunday. Wombles? You can stop twitching. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's the mail on Sunday. What right wing bands do we know? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's uh, Jean Michel Jarre's o- Oxygen. Ah, really? Fair mm. enough. Mm-hmm. You? Me? Yeah. Oh, I've got some thrash metal. Yeah, right, bollocks. <laughs> now, what are you actually listening to? Um, nothing, really. I have nothing on my MP3 player that I wish to tell you about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> I have some. Okay, I have some... Oh, I can't talk. <laughs> I have if some only. Mills and Boone erotica read by Stephen Fry. Erotica? <laughs> That's a bizarre combination. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. I thought you say Martin Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stephen Fry. And then, holding her in her, his manly arms, they came together. And he whispered like in her ear, Would you like to buy any clothes pegs? <laughs> Same tape, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have another cup of tea, my darling. <laughs> oh, John, you know me so well. <laughs> Somebody please rescue me. Even when I bite my toenails, you still love me. <laughs> I'm just depressed by the fact that you can, my darling. Can you bite mine after you've done yours? Anyway, what am I listening to on my podcast? Ultra podcast, my MP3 player. 80s um, music. A lot of 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. 80s, 80s stuff. There's some Visage, there's some Majora, there's some Ultrox, there's some Turan Any Kajigoogoo? Nope. Oh, hang on. No. Are you too shy? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't I'm shy, 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 shy. I've also got ah, Leisure Hive, Megloss, Full Circle, Legopolis, and Castro Valver on there. 80s stuff. As well. What? what? Mm, all oh, 80s. The music. Soundtracks. Well, that's the oh, same right. song, isn't it? What? It's the same soundtrack. No. Yeah, yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Same opening, closing credits. Yeah. <laughs> I cut them out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the rest of it is all pretty much the same, though. All right, but uh, I keep meaning to actually change it and update it, but I never get around to it. What, 90s music? I've got some, oh, well, there is some no, stuff 70s. on there, and some, and some naughty way. stuff on, on there. And I just can't deck. remember. <laughs> and some deck. Sorry, and you, dear God, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Doctor Who! What? What we're going to talk about, Virgin New Adventures, from about 1990, 91, all the way through to about 96. 
Virgin's mm. their new adventure. They going were back a long very, way. very, very good. Okay. Um, now, now, I know Crumbly normally does the book report, but he refused to talk about Tony Stick. Will you two stop it? Behave yourselves. Yeah, stop it. And you. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me send you outside. Me, 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 me. It's Beaker. Me, 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 Have you finished? Me, 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 Here at Muppet Labs today. Me, 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 me. We made the gorilla detector. Me, Why do I do this? I don't know. Neither do I. Anyway, um... Never mind, dear. Basically, what... Give me a quick rundown of the background of these thingies. Uh, they... One day, paper was invented. Someone thought, if I write on that paper, it would make words. And the words, when put together, would make a story. People may find this interesting. And if I put lots of pieces of paper with words <laughs> on together, it would make a long story. People may find that very interesting and read them in the bath. And but. thus the book was born. Listen, do you reckon about doing sort of a two-way podcast? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah I, I think this, it, it might work. Also, if you want to come up every fortnight, we'll do three, you know. To, <laughs> Ours would I be think we fun. need to sack certain people. <laughs> okay. I was, in, I was just following the history of the paper there until it sort of became soggy-fied in the bar. I was there. waiting for that, yes. It's a yes. You sort of and Papier-Mâché was born. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were, giving, virus, wasn't it? you were giving me the evil eye. <coughs> the left one. Oh, right, oh. okay. Uh, basically, what happened was the um, editor of the uh, Target book range, um, there's nothing to sniff at. Tiger. Target. Target. Target, Target. Target books. Tiger as well. Yes. I'm They're having trouble with right. my words. Available now from Tiger <laughs> Books. <laughs> uh, he realised they were coming out with books to novelise, <laughs> so he wanted to come out with original stories. Now, at first, the BBC sort of went, ooh, oh, I don't know about that. I do, <laughs> And then they realised, hang on, we're entering our gap decade, and <laughs> so we'd better... No, it was a, they, they knew it was a gap decade then, did they? Possibly. It was a hiatus. Mm. Well, they knew that basically um, the Americans were after the rights. We won't go into that, that's digressing. And so they came up with an idea to do original Doctor Who novels, but slightly too broad and too deep, as the back blurb said, uh, for the TV screen. Just take it a little step further. Uh, there was supposed to be an ongoing... Thing. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Plot They're supposed to be carrying on from where the TV Continue. series left off. Continuation. Thank yes. you very much, Cumberly. Yes, See, this is why you're better at this. Isn't it? And so the first four books were linked, a link theme called The Time Worm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Time Worm Genesis, Genesis uh, a story about which ended up in the news of the world because there was possible of lesbian kissing. <gasps> and Crumbly touched Touch the his microphone. microphone. <laughs> that ended up in the news of the world as well. <laughs> <laughs> what page was it on? <laughs> um, um, yeah, Time Worm Genesis, Time Worm Exodus by Terence Dix, who surprised everybody by writing a really fun book. Time Worm Apocalypse and Time Worm Revelation. Now, real Keith and I have an ongoing discussion about Time Worm's Apocalypse and Revelation. Yes, I go down the pub when they start. I happen to think that Time Worm Revelation is a great book. Real Keith doesn't really. What's it about? I don't remember. Um, Give us a brief synopsis. A brief synopsis of Time of Revelation. Or Sanupius, as I once said. Well, basically, um, they think they're in Sheldon Boniface's little English village, and they're actually on the moon. 
that was the thing. Oh, that was that Paul Cornell. That's Cornell. Oh, I thought that was brilliant. I really, really enjoyed that. Well, the thing about that book was it was a complete change of the paradigm. It it just opened the whole ball game up. Um, You could use that was the one with the sentient church and everything, wasn't it? Yes. See, Uh, it shows I I enjoyed that book so much. I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) It it really was superb. It went in and one of the main themes that throughout the whole series of the books was the Doctor himself. And it had character development for him. Definitely character development for Ace. Oh, definitely. But the doc- if you look at the Doctor, it starts off, he's this arch manipulator. Hmm. Um, and this reaches a head where he just can't carry on. And he realises that he's just hurting so many people around him. Sounds like that should be a button on the TARDIS. What, hurting people around no, me? the arch manipulator. Activate the arch manipulator. <laughs> we can't, it was broken last week, you spilled coffee on it. Right. <laughs> tea, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Mm. Anyway, eventually he decides he's not going to be the arch manipulator and tries to fumble along <clears> a little <throat> bit. Still finds himself keep being dragged back and then, of course, by which time in the real world we knew that the McGann movie was going to be coming along and so they started to foreshadow the regeneration and he needs to sort of come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Ace, of course, her character gets developed... She keeps falling in love with every on every planet she lands, uh-huh. and uh, eventually, though, the Doctor betrays her and she leaves. However, even that is part of his manipulation. Mm-hmm. Now, this is in a book called Love and War, where we meet Bernice Surprise Summerfield, Woo-hoo. who Alistair will be familiar with. I've met the woman. <laughs> <laughs> We've been associated yes. with fictional characters again. <laughs> <laughs> we need the wrong years all over again. Just because they're fictional doesn't but mean that's not. Them. That's mm. best left unspoken about. Oh, what? The okay. Winnie the Pooh years. Okay, there's a there's a there's a, there's a period of Crumbly's life we need to delve into. I think <laughs> at some stage, Benny's almost the perfect companion, really. Mm. In all fairness, uh, well, she stands here and screams a lot. Mm-hmm. No, breaks her ankle. No. Trips over an atom? No, gets drunk and laughs at the monsters. All oh, right. That's right. <laughs> um, the best um, bit I ever read with Benny was actually the one set on Jersey. Uh, and oh, she's oh, captured by the Gundy, Gestapo. I think it was. Well, one of the others. Uh, <clears throat> it's all just Save, war. Yeah. By she's Lance Parkin, his very first novel. She's oh, that... captured by the Gestapo mm. and they're trying their um, mind tricks on her. Mm-hmm. And she's very aware that they're trying their mind tricks on her and she tells them I know you're trying your mind tricks on you're trying to undermine me you're trying to make me feel weak and then the second her out of the room she curls up in a ball and bursts into tears because the mind tricks are working and no matter how tough Mm. you pretend to be the Nazis are a nasty bunch of bastards It's funny how it's all coming back. Now, I remember that one as well. It was a very good story. Well, the, 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 there was a time when I, d- I was reading all of them religiously. Mm. Well, not so religiously, I, but um, one after another. Penswick and, and thought, uh, oh, God. Um, uh, they, they were, as, as TV time books go, they're probably... Uh, TV times? TV tie-in books. Oh. Um, they, are, the, they really were, quite simply, some of the best TV mm. tie-ins mm. around. Yeah, they knocked spots good. off the Star Trek books... Um, Except for those by Peter David. Yeah, Peter David. And Alan Dean good, Foster. But even then, they're almost yeah. standalone stuff again. Whereas the, the New Adventures did have ongoing arcs going through there. I mean, after the time where Mark, you had Cat's Cradle, uh, where something's gets into the TARDIS and does all sorts of nasty stuff. Is that the Mark Platt one? Yeah, that's the first one in the ad series, is the Mark Platt one, mm-hmm. uh, Times Crucible. Which, again, that's another book which opens up the genre even more. That and Revelation, which just came before it. Mm. And, of course, it's a continuation of what they were trying to do with the Seventh Doctor anyway. With all this uh, wrestle on Omega and the other stuff, and Gallifrey in ancient times. And yeah. They were just trying to build up a whole new mythos, set on top of the ordinary mythos, 
but just make it just that bit more interesting, a bit more in-depth. Chief Scientist, did you ever read any of these? Not really, no. <laughs> Hence the silence. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some up, up there, but they're I have, not his. They're not no. actually mine, no. Do you have Longbarrow? I have read that one, yes. Worth bleeding fortune, that. We've got three copies of it at home. How <laughs> many? We've got three copies. <laughs> three <You're> copies? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it's amazing actually how, how much some of these books go for on eBay. Mm. I mean, Longbarrow was hundred quid. Hundred, yeah. Crikey. Time and Revelation. It's close <clears> to that. I really got that one as well. Well, well yeah, of course we have. <laughs> we got given free copies. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they could bleed and fortune out of this, and they're all sitting up in the attic. Now the good thing about when they started this off, um, everybody and his son and their puppies decided they wanted <laughs> to write a new adventure, didn't we? Oh, let's not talk about that. Well, Ghost Walker, dude. <laughs> okay, you talk about that, I say nothing. <laughs> we, we did try and write one. And in all fairness, we didn't do too badly. We didn't do too bad. She's not going to say anything again. She's back to this again. Um, we got a nice letter back from Peter Love Eleven, basically saying it was very well written. That's the standard letter. I won't worry about that. Uh, well, no, he used to, seriously, if you didn't like it, you'd say so. But uh, the main was trouble was it was too much like Nightshade by Mark. Oh, what's his name? He's, he went on to do something or other. Oh, Gatiss. Mark Gatiss. Um, who essentially had a very similar monster to the one we came up with. And so they basically said, Ah, you're a little bit too late on that one. Plus, of course, we didn't start off with the space station hung silently in space. All right, I've stopped talking about Ghost Walker now. <laughs> okay, you can talk mm-hmm. now. Good. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to read what we actually wrote, it's actually, actually the first one well, the book in the Chronicles. Why start off with, you know, something like um, the... Uh, space station hung silently in space. That implies that it's hung it's from something, which implies gravity, mm-hmm. which um, there isn't in space. They well, can't that, afford that was it. Joke. They, they, <laughs> they said on the writers' guidelines, please don't start it off with something like this. <laughs> How about it was a dark and stormy night? Possibly not as well. Once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away. I think one of them did sort of say, uh, a long time ago when the world was in black and white. Which, you know, fair dues. I think that's that Lance Parkin book. So, anyway, you had uh, the Cat's Cradle thing, you had the Future History Cycle, where we slowly learn the reason the Doctor does what he does. He's caught in a causality treadmill. Um, We're stuck in a chronic history. (laughs) No, we're not going to start singing that again. But basically, because he's a time travel, um, everywhere he lands fixes that particular time and space. And so, if he lands just before, he has to make sure that what happens before will lead to the point where he's just come from. Is this the one where he leaves a note in the fridge saying, buy milk? I think that's transit. Oh, I don't know. You've oh, one of them. Stock the fridge with lots of yummy food. Yes, it opens up the, gate, mm-hmm. up, opens up the fridge. I must and remind myself to do this. It's Bill and Ted, isn't it? Yeah, and opens <laughs> it up and... Oh, I forgot. Um, <laughs> but, um... So the whole idea is he's caught on this causal treadmill, so he has to keep doing it, he just can't get off it. Which is a lovely um, take on this poor little man who's now stuck, having to save the universe all the time, just to make sure that the universe can be saved. Sounds like addiction, in a way. Yeah. After that, well, you had the TARDIS arc, the fact that uh, TARDIS had been infected with something, and the alternate history arc, where no, somebody... I've not read any of those. Um, they introduced, apart from Benny, they introduced Kitty Ashley, Lethbridge Stewart, the Brigadier's great-great-great-great-great-granddaughter... She isn't he got it together too... with Doris. Hey. No. Oh. Well, he does. But no, this is from, from his old subaltern years when he was serving in Africa. So you're not at all bothered by that. This is what I'm talking about. He was sowing his wild oats and you don't care. But if he'd been a woman... Uh, excuse me a second. Yes. I'm not bothered about that. It I... was our chief scientist. I'm not bothered. <laughs> See? 
double standards. Double standards. Hang on, I'm not bothered about it. How can that be double standards? <laughs> no, he's just said he's not bothered about it either. But if he'd been a woman, he'd gone slut, whore, tart, no, he wouldn't be bothered either. Stick her in the nunnery. <laughs> he'd got excited, but that would have been about it. Yeah, true. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And it keeps going. They introduce a new set of, uh, set of companions, Ros and Chris, uh, who are adjudicators. Okay. Um, essentially judges from the 2000 ND strip. And that's my favourite period of the books, where you've got Ros, Chris and Benny as the companions. Because Ros would take no stick from the Doctor. Benny could thought you couldn't be wrapped round his little finger, and yet he still managed to pull the wool over her eyes. And Chris was just a faithful little puppy. Who fell in love with that little planet? Uh, Benny gets married... And they end up having the Psy Powers arc, where they're trying to track down people with tele- telekinesis and this sort of nonsense. Okay. But all these books just keep building up, and this one long run. You can read them individually, but they're so much more satisfying to just sort of read whole swathes of them. It takes such a long time. Well, yeah, that's the trouble, and they're so hard to find nowadays. They're immorality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the, some of the main themes are death. Turns up and there's a, as a personification. Along Death's the t- in Revelation, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, and she keeps cropping up. Ends up making a bargain with the Doctor, hmm. uh, which ends up with Roz's death. Oh, spoiler there! So um, you say Roz, and I'm thinking Frasier. It's <laughs> <laughs> making me feel all sad. Ah, oh, <laughs> right, okay. Um, and it finally ends up the final Sylvester McCoy story is Lungbarrow, which you can find on in my attic again. <laughs> On the BBCI site, mm-hmm. along with Human Nature, which is the original of the story in series Sandwich. 29 yeah. of Doctor Who. Series 2. Series 2. <laughs> <laughs> and Lungbarrow is essentially the purest distillation of the McCoy era, uh, in that they were trying to actually get it on screen, and it ended up JNT vetoed stuff and it turned into Ghostlight. Um, so if you look at Ghostlight, then read Lungbarrow, you're going to see a lot of parallels and similarities. It's very much like Gormenghast, where basically the Doctor goes back home, literally to his home and his family, who've been trapped underground. Like the entire time the Doctor has been out, you know, flying across the universe of time and space. Writing wrongs and singing songs. Yep, and being mighty all day long. Yes. Um, they've been buried in their house underground. Aww. Like Jerry Beadle. Anyway, and so he has to deal with that and his own guilt about that. And the last Dying Days is a Paul McGann one. Sorry, the last New Adventures is a Paul McGann one. Mm-hmm. The very first Paul McGann book, which tries to tie the two together. I'm, like I said, I'm not very good at these book report thingies, as we probably just gathered out. Uh, normally I turn around to Crumbly and I say, <coughs> Give us a standout book, don't I? Yes, give us a standout book. Thank you, Crumbly. Um, that's a tough one. It depends what sort of a person you are, what sort of a fan you are. If you're big into continuity and this, that, and the other, time and revelation. Simply for the scene of Peter Davison being crucified. Or hung upside down on a tree. There's something like that, anyway. What do you mean, Peter Davison is round, bland, open face? I didn't say that, you did. (laughs) Sort of like a male Sophie Ellis Bextra bit. Well, he's got a big chin. He's got an open face, a round one. Moon-faced. Moon-faced. I don't know. Uh, there's another book called Transit that I adore, but everybody hates. Is that no. the one about sort of skateboarders in the underground or yeah. something? Uh, now it one. is almost a case of, oh, well, we're going to be adult books, so we're going to have sex and swearing. 
which is a little bit wrong, but I actually do like the book itself. Oh, I like that one. Who wrote that one? Um, Sex and swearing is a little bit wrong. Also, there's Love and War, where the Doctor loses Ace, but that's quite a good one. It's the first one of the future history cycle. And that one, and that was who? That's Cornell again. Ah, because I liked all his stuff. Mm. Mm. But I mean, and there was a time when I I can't remember which book it was because I can't remember the titles of them anyway, and I. For whatever reason, I just stopped reading them completely. But the, the ones I did read, and I particularly liked, as it happens, I, I, I like the Paul Cornell ones. So, um, yeah, so either Transit, Love and War, Time and Revelation, or any of the others, because they're brilliant, you can get three on BBCI. That's um, Longborough, Human Nature, and The Dying Days. Okay. PDFs? Uh, all the PDFs. Yeah. And remember, you're getting people from PDFs? the series Old and New Writing Them. Ben Aranovich, Andrew Cartmel, Mark Platt, uh, Paul Cornell, and, of course, Russell T. Davies. Oh, right. Who wrote oh, right. Uh, Damaged Goods. Okay. Which is a very good book. Okay. I never realised he wrote one of the yeah. novels. Ah. So anyway, that's that. Letters. What letters? Adam, have you got any letters? Uh, yeah. What have you got? Uh, have a guess. Um, dear team. Yeah. You've all done. Done. Yeah. Very, hey, very well. well. Yeah. Hang on, is there more? Yours, George McFadden. Yes. But there, he sent us something last time. And there's another Top Trumps card. Oh. Ooh. Star Wars again. Yes. And it's uh, Admiral Akbar <gasps> from Return of the Jedi. What now, the I think one? there's a secret message here. What was the first one? Momal Nadon. Momal Nadon. Who, what? It's the Cantina Hammerhead chap. Oh, right, so you can pronounce it any way you want. Pretty yes. much, frankly. <laughs> so, is there, do you think, a secret message or something what being sent here? These two characters. I don't know. If you know, get in touch with us. At show at staggeringstories.net. That's the only letter we have, apart from a couple of limbs that have been sent back from Wales. Uh, That's Wales for you. Yeah. They do things differently, though. Isn't ear a limb? I don't <laughs> No, I, I presume so. He might be called along integration. Ear a limb? She was that single, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're not yeah. sure what's happened to Keith. Maybe he'll be back. Bits of him Fell will be back in time. Fell to a death after that cliff concert. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway, um... Well, we're going to have to say goodbye now. So oh. this is us listening to you, watching, watching you, us, listening to, to you. Say. The logic watching just you. falls flat as a <laughs> here. There's no logic to it at no. all. It's like, we'll see really. you next week. No, no you won't. won't. It's wrong. You may see us. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Toodles. See ya. Bye. I already said smell you later. I'm not saying it again. I sounded silly. Au revoir. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 14, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake, Keith, Tony Gullishaw, and Alistair Locke. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is a McFadden publishing production for www.staggeringstories.net. <laughs> Oh, no, I've done it again. That's not right either. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hit it. <laughs>